Hello. Well, it's been a long time. A very long time. Since I recorded a podcast. And the time is flying, but thanks. Thank God for Dias. Thank God for Dias. I have to do my homework. Even if it's going to be in the last minute or the last day. Actually, I'm pretty early. Because my homework is due tomorrow. And at the same time, it's good because it's helping me reflect on things. So much happened the last 24 hours. I don't even know where to begin. But I want to share that I went on my father's, I travel far, so I'm in Africa right now, but then I travel far to go see my father's um, tombs, tombstone, where my my father is buried, and uh, that's the first time since he passed, so that's like seven years. I still can't believe it's been seven years and that I haven't gone there. Um, Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's more than weird. It's very weird because I remember getting pictures of the... How do you say it? The... I can't really find my words, so I feel like I didn't speak English enough lately. Anyway, wherever is buried. And, um, yeah, it was a pretty strong moment. Pretty strong moment, but, uh, Yeah, the strange part is that when you saw the picture and then when you see reality, right? It felt like in a way like some some things that I saw in my mind or like visually and then I manifest. Except for this time, I didn't manifest it, I just saw it. But being there in person is a completely different vibration. And... Yeah, it's always a, um, I mean, my beliefs is that, you know, obviously there's nothing left. Even if there wasn't seven years, my belief is that we, that we're just using a suit for our time being, being in, in this planet. And, um, And that his soul was gone as soon as that he stopped breathing, right? But there's still something symbolic. And, um, very symbolic. I don't know what I was expecting, I guess. What to expect, but I guess it was kind of like the same. It's more like 
reminder that, you know, these people that you love, you're not going to see in this lifetime. And that life is very short and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? And that puts everything on perspective, on your perspective. And the day before I left for the trip, another friend of mine passed away and so I was crying my eyes out and then trying to sleep for two hours and then we took the bus to go to this destination to where my dad is and and um, you know we know death is part of life that doesn't just that doesn't make it easier but it always makes you think more and more about what you want in life or at least what you don't want if you don't know what you want because there's some people like me that don't know exactly what they want I have an idea but uh, there's many things that I still don't know that I'm still on a quest, I'm still searching. And um, I just I just felt grateful I was able to make that trip. Because there's many, many reasons and conditions that would not make me go. One of the reasons is that so for the Muslim community, if you if you're on your cycle, you cannot go on anybody's tomb, tomb. And um, like we have to go, my mom, my sister, and I. And the first time we canceled because um, the first time everything was good and then out of nowhere I mean it's not out of nowhere but my sister was on her cycle and then I checked my calendar and then I was like oh my god I'm about to be on my cycle as well right before I leave and um, and thankfully I was able to go that was like it was like that, that short window for us to go um, to be able to make that trip. And as silly as it sounds, like there was a part of me that was like, man, like, if, if I'm on a cycle, I cannot go on my father's tomb. Like, there's a part of me that, that's very angry about it. It's like, almost in my head, I was like, that was my goal. That was my goal on this trip also to to go there and pray and, and and really see from my own eyes where he is in the spirit realm, I guess. Where he's like, life has ended and um, 
I was very stressed about that. This is so crazy. But I always say the universe always has my back. And uh, and and the other thing is that when I'm stressed, my cycle my cycle starts sooner than what's like due, I guess, or like what's supposed to happen. And um, yeah, I came back yesterday, and today I went on my cycle, really like it was meant to be, and that was the only window I had. And uh, I'm very grateful, very grateful I was able to make the trip. Because I feel like, I mean, it could have been that I cannot go there and, and be all the way in Africa and not go there. And that's because of um, beliefs and rituals and stuff. And um, I even had like a conversation because my, my uncle was kind enough to took us there and one of my dad's friend because it's like in a far far away land but a very spiritual town called Tuba and um, it's actually called the saint town, the saint city. It is so saint that it's not allowed to, like they don't sell cigarettes or alcohol. That's wild, right? I mean, obviously, that's what my other aunt was saying, like, you know, you can snuggle things, but it's not like, there's no bars. And it's very busy, kind of like Dakar, but in a different, different kind of energy. And there's a very, very big, very big, um, make, no, not Mecca, um, mosque, I think this is how they call it, like the Muslim church, mosque. It's a very, very, very big mosque. I hope I'm saying it right. That's in Tuba. And every year, that's the same as, um, not as the same as the Mecca, but there's a lot of people coming from all over the world. Um, as a tradition to go and pray and, and uh, do a, um, I don't know how you say in English, pèlerinage. And... Um, we get to experience that without all the people normally, and I think that was a beautiful thing. That was an experience. At first, I didn't plan on going, because one of my cousins was saying, yeah, if you're wearing um, the hair you have on your head, they're gonna find you, they're gonna cut your hair. A lot of people are trying to scare me because the city has such a different like different vibes and, and rules. They're very strict on things. Like I said, there's not even alcohol in this town. Um, 
I sound like I want to drink, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> I was just shocked to learn that because I don't think I ever heard of a CD that, that don't sell alcohol in the world, right? And that carbs alcohol too, so. And it was still in Africa, but anyway. Um, I also went on my grandmother's uh, buried house, <laughs> buried house, where she's buried, and, uh, and she's buried with her son, and uh, I was not, I was just like observing and kind of like. I don't know, communicating in my own way, mainly like sending prayers. And they say here that, you know, it's always good to pray. I mean, regardless if they say that it's good, but I pray and I send like beautiful energy and love in whatever realm they are in. And um, you can get a lot back. And <clears throat> my cousin, she's so funny. She's like, oh my God, you went on the cemetery and then she was like you know they don't have a lot of visitors so you gotta be careful when you go there because your grandma she's gonna call her friends she's gonna be like hey my granddaughter's coming to visit me come say hi <laughs> but those people sometimes they're crazy anyway they try and scare me but um I know some people, they don't like to go. I'm fine because I, maybe growing up, I think I was afraid to go. But now, I just know that they left their body. Unless they probably stay there. But I don't even know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah, it's just, I want to say that, you know. Death is part of life. And it's so crazy because growing up at some point, like, remember my mom kept saying, okay, this person passed away, this person passed away. And I see how she was. And then I was like, when I'm going to grow up, it's going to be my time. Because of the gen generation gap, you know, at some point you're just going to start losing a lot of people. And it is part of life. That doesn't make it as less painful, though. And the weird thing is that even though, like, for example, my dad has been seven years, I mean, you learn to live with it. <clears throat> you learn to live with the pain, and you learn to live with uh, the fact that you know you cannot talk to them anymore and all that stuff. Um, but there's certain feelings that's just like raw. That's just going to be there, like it was yesterday. It's like there's no really time. It's like time <clears throat> does not exist. And that's the real part because it's like, man, so much happened in my life, in my life, the last seven years. So much happened, just the last 
two weeks here in Africa, or three weeks that I've been here. And um, when it comes to those things, it's like time does not exist. It's like it was kind of like yesterday. And uh, that is so weird. And I think um, it is related to, it is related to the feelings and the emotions that so many people are trying to shut down because they're like, well, it's been this amount of time, you should get over it. And no, that's not true. When it comes to the heart, it's time is an illusion. Yeah. When I see friends that I love and sometimes like I didn't see them for like three years and it's like we stop talking and it's like I never left. And maybe in between it's been like three years, five years, ten years. And um, yeah, I guess when it comes to like the people you love, the people that you really have like a hard connection. Time is an illusion. And uh, even, you know, I know people talk a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been super criticized because I haven't gone on my father's, I don't know if I said Tom buried or dead house <coughs> I don't know how to call it they criticize it and then they're criticizing my brother because he hasn't gone yet like this is not right like I had a conversation with my uncle because he started talking about my brother like I can't believe he hasn't gone he's in the same country blah 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 I'm not trying to defend him because regardless how long I took, it could have taken 10 years, 20 years. <clears throat> or never, I don't know. Like going there or not doesn't change the fact that he's not there, right? But what I was trying to explain to my uncle is that maybe he hasn't grief yet. Maybe he doesn't have the strength to face that fully. Because when you have a hard connection, there's no time, you know, and it's just so easy to judge, and it's just so easy to judge, and they judge, because yeah, at some point, my brother was here for a few months, and he hasn't gone there, but let me tell you, <laughs> it's not like you're just going, like you need people to go with you. It's in a very specific saint slash weird town. You need to know the people. You, need, you cannot. It's not like the GPS is going to take you to that cemetery. It's a whole thing. And then once you're there, you need to have to find someone to find the, the dead house. Anyway. Um, I don't know. You probably hear the music in the background. I think there's a party. 
trying to speak <clears throat> to explain to my uncle that um yes I'm I'm not 100% I've been sick since yesterday a little bit and um yeah I was trying to explain to my uncle like stop judging it that it's been seven years and then that is disrespectful I was just trying to explain that everybody's experiencing grief in their own way and to stop judging them because maybe for him it still feels like yesterday and in many levels it feels like yesterday to me when I go to my apartment's house my dad's apartment's house and in France it feels like yesterday seeing like being in front of it <coughs> I guess it's coffin <coughs> oh man um I don't know how to call it, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. And, uh, yeah. It felt like yesterday. But at the same time, it didn't feel, didn't feel like, like the pain and the heart and the sensation of my body. It's like, man. love you I miss you so much and there's no time and I know he's with me and uh, everybody has to be um kind when it comes to those things instead of criticizing because we haven't gone this long I mean it's not like your parents is like buried like next door and you know what <coughs> even if he was going to be buried close to me who knows who knows how long I will take to took to go there because I see it as a healing experience and grieving experience and there's no time for grieving. Because that's what I was asking my therapist. Like, this is just something, I just know that it's something you don't to, li to live with, but it's not something you're ever gonna get over with, obviously. Your parents or your loved ones. It's not, you're never gonna get, get over it. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. There's so much more I want to say. But it's hard for me to find this time when I'm literally alone, alone. I think I'll probably share a lot more once I go back home. And, uh, it's so crazy that I'm grieving someone else as I'm going to see my dad. Life is just very interesting. Life is very interesting. Anyway, I guess that's my story today. Just, just make sure you tell the people that you love, that you love them, and cherish all those moments. <laughs>
because you don't know when is the last time you'll see them in that form. Because hey, as we know, we're all gonna pass once. And some people pass sooner than expected, so. It sucks to go through it to realize that the hard way, but I guess that's the lesson for us in this lifetime. So go tell people that you love, that you love them. Take photos, send them messages. Especially if you have the intuition to do so. That's the most important thing. If you have the intuition to just text the person, even if you just left them five minutes ago, just do it. Even if the person says, stop texting me, you're texting me too much. Why are you acting this way? It's okay, just do it, just do it. Just text the person, call the person, don't wait until tomorrow. Just do it. Because you'll never know. What time is it? Whoa, 25 minutes. Yikes. Lots of love, guys. I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye. Mwah.